Magic the Avenue Turing, episode 255. That's right, you're listening to a podcast for people who are new to the game of magic, people who are looking to improve at the game of magic, who want to get more involved in the magic community, or just have a pretty good time. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And we have a special guest host on this episode of Magic the Amateuring, none other than Mark Rosewater. <laughs> Hello. Wow. What, what is this magic you speak of? Yeah, it's oh, it's a um, game. It's a, it's a card, like it's a card. strategy card game. Oh, um, yeah, there are different. <laughs> That's he sold. Sounds fun. I'm in. I'm in. It's a strategy card game. Print it. We're okay, doing it. Okay. Good. A trading card game. What? That's crazy. So we're, we've invited Mark on the show this week to talk unstable. Uh, this is really really cool. He, he's got a pack in his pocket. I'm ready. Yeah. Ready to talk about unstable. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we're gonna just thank our sponsors for a minute, uh, including you, the people who sponsor us on Patreon.com/MTAcast. Thank you so much for being part of our magical family. That's right. Usually right now is the time where we would say, hey, if you want to be a patron of the show, head on over to patreon.com slash mtacast and consider throwing as little as a dollar an episode our way. But as some of you who are patrons might have already realized, patron recently changed the way that they're doing their processing fees um, and released a statement that's like kind of nasty Yeah. Uh, about to, to some of its creators, um, basically saying like, we don't care if smaller creators are getting less money. We only care about big creators. Uh, so we're we're considering uh, some other options mm-hmm. and uh, or and looking at potentially moving over to a different way of doing our Patreon contributions. Um, so if you're thinking about becoming a patron, hold on to that. And we will let you know as soon as we've got uh, what we're going to do moving forward. And if you're already a patron who's like, this email made me feel kind of weird from Patreon, we totally get it. Um, And we are looking at ways to, you know, remedy this situation. Yeah, if you go over to the Discord chat, uh, patrons are already talking about it. And if you're worried about contributions at the end of this month going up for you due to patrons, a new way they're processing fees, you can check out uh, their kind of workaround uh, that they've posted in Discord too. That'll, that might help you out there. But uh, thank you, of course, to everybody who supports us. As patrons, we could not do the yes. show without you. It means the world to us, and we're, we're so thankful. Thank you, of course, to cardkingdom.com slash mtacast. They are our lovely sponsor who everybody knows in the magic community. You, you just know that Card Kingdom is a place to go fastest for shipping fastest in the shipping West. in the West. And this was proved. We were on the pre-release this past weekend. Yes. And uh, somebody played the card. What is it? Help us out, Martha. Goblin. Free-range goblins. A box of free-range right, bo- yeah, box of free-range goblins. Yeah, yeah, box of free-range goblins and rolled like a two no, or a one. Yeah, a one. A one. A one. And only got one goblin, and somebody in chat, not even just one somebody, but three Most or four somebody's, <laughs> said, oh, if you had shipped with Card Kingdom, <laughs> you would have gotten all six goblins yeah, and fast. <laughs> so that's just a testament to how wonderful Card yes. Kingdom is, and we thank them for being a sponsor of the show. And if you're looking to get a box of free yeah, goblins, they, they will help get you get them at Card Kingdom. <laughs> you, like, literally, you l- yeah. literally could. Make sure all six of them get to you. <laughs> You can check out our content on youtube.com slash mtacast and find us on all the social media that's ever been invented except for Friendster. And MySpace. <laughs> oh, yeah. And LinkedIn. Okay, never mind. Strike all that. Right. Not everything. Do you consider LinkedIn a, like a, a social yeah, media I mean, site? I'm on LinkedIn. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Isn't it like, it's like networking. <laughs> I need you to endorse some of my skills, by the way, Mark. Okay. <laughs> yeah, can, can you head over to our LinkedIn page? <laughs> I, I need to. Uh, can play magic okay. Endorsed by yeah, Mark Rosewater. Endorsed Boom. Rosewater. Badge of approval. But yeah, we've got a great show coming up for you. So, you know, sit in your chairs, glue yourself to your seat, because it's about to get unstable. <laughs> All right, let's talk unstable strategy. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, thank you. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Okay, so um, I know uh, before we started playing the pre-release, I gave a little speech to these guys about what yeah. are the strategies of unstable. There are actual drafting strategies, so I'm going to walk through them. So if you guys want to play unstable and want to want to win or I don't know, do, do a little better, here's <laughs> oh, some things whatever. you can do. <laughs> Mundane, well, I mean, like women. winning unstable is not always winning the game necessarily, but yeah. okay. So the here's what you need to know about unstable. There's three big themes. There is contraptions. There is host and augment, and there's dice rolling. Those are the big three, yeah. and all three of them can be really strong if you actually know how you're building your deck and what you're doing with them. Yeah. So let's we're gonna walk through those three things. Okay. So contraptions. Every color has contraptions, um, but how the colors use them are different. Yeah. Okay, so white and blue like to be very orderly with their contraption building. And so a good white-blue deck will sort of build a contraption but then fine-tune it. And so white and blue have a lot of cards that let you reassemble contraptions, which means once you assemble it, move it. Uh, and also lets you sacrifice things to get more. So lets you sort of trade in some of your weaker ones for maybe some stronger ones. Like and things so, like a chipper chopper. Like chipper chopper, They're yeah. They're just like, do you know what? <laughs> this artifact can, can get it out of here. Um, so with <laughs> white blue, you need to uh, have other artifacts with your contraptions. Now your contraptions are artifacts, but to, to get going sometimes you need other artifacts. So, yeah, I noticed yeah. it's like, we were, I kind of drafted a blue deck, yeah. not white blue, but mm -hmm. blue was in it. And uh, as I was drafting, I drafted three chipper choppers. Yes. And at some point I was like, wait a second, Maria, <laughs> you're gonna need artifacts to sacrifice to these things, but there's artifact creatures Correct. in this. all the white set. blue um, order of the widget creatures. So the yeah. ones that have um, the little widget uh, watermark on them, they are all artifact creatures. So oh, all, all of them are. All the white and blue ones that are, are widget creatures are themselves artifact creatures. Okay. So right. that helps you get artifacts into play. And there's some cheap ones. I know you, you like sacrificing grandma left and oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, kindly cognition. Yeah, kindly cognition. Yeah, she uh, she uh, was not long for this world. Right, every time yeah. it's like, I will, she will help get out Chipper Chopper and then she'll sacrifice her. So. <laughs> yeah, it was very rude. <laughs> um, now, when you get into blue and black, blue and black are the ones that are the most manipulative. They are the ones that can steal your opponent's... Uh, um, Zero opponent's contraptions, and so that's a little bit more of a controlish sort of thing. So if you want to play uh, blue black, it's a little more controlish. It has kill spells that that uh, help you get um, things, yeah. and it has counter spell. Um, spell sock is there. And oh so, yeah, spell sock. So one thing you want to do in black blue is the black blue contraption deck is a little more controlling. It's a little more about I'm going to slowly build up my contraptions over time because mm -hmm. I'm playing a control yes. game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I played. I played. Believe it or not, fam, I played uh, spell suck in did my draft. Did you say fam? I did. It's the first time I said fam on this show. I'm a I cool hope kid in now. life. <laughs> I think it actually is. I think it um, is legit. If you go black red, so black red is the supervillains, the League of Dashly Doom. Nice. Um, they're a little bit more about destructive things, and so um, mm. red is really good at building up our uh, building up contraptions. Uh, it, it is the. It builds up the, the most. It's, it's the color that does the most building of contraption. There's a one so, one for one in red. Right. There's yeah. a one drop in red. Yeah. That's um, amazing, by the way. I it just assembles a contraption. That right. It's great. It's very good. And, and red also has um, 
steam floggery. It has double. Uh, Obscene. That card it, is obscene. It's got a yeah. bunch of like build a lot of contraptions. Red does the best at building them. Uh, black is more controlish, but you put them together, you can get sort of a destructive deck that can build them and, and build pretty big. Yeah. Um, red green is the go wild one. Green and red are the two <laughs> sort of build contraptions at the fastest rate. Um, they love building contraptions. So red green is it's a little bit wild. They use more dice rolling, but it's it's kind of the wild building contraptions. But you get you get big contraptions. So for example, white blue, you'll get a very you won't have as many things out at once, but you'll be more controlish of what you're doing. Where red green is just like I have a lot. Hopefully it'll do a lot of things. I have a lot. Um, <laughs> so those are the the main. So basically, red and green are more about making them, and um, white, blue, and black are a little bit more about controlling things. So as you mix and match, you'll get different combinations. So so like you can play a blue red for example. You played a blue red, blue red contraption deck where it's a little bit of controlling thing, but a lot of contraption making. So they match up and do different things. So yeah. just be aware when you're doing it. Different colors have different strategies. This is a theme today. Different colors within each theme <laughs> do things a little bit differently. That's how the decks play differently. A little designer tip for you: if you make your colors play differently, it creates a more of experience. Okay. So um, <laughs> for those of you who are yeah, here, here first, well, that's a design and set something. <laughs> okay. So next we get into um, host and augment. I keep using the wrong terms because we keep changing the terms. So. What were your it, old terms? It was like stitch and then it was suture. So anyway, it's augment. I think host and augment is yeah. uh, better. Suture yeah. just makes me <laughs> feel nervous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, at one point we talked about maybe you mm-hmm. show you sewing them together, but we didn't really oh, go that route. So, uh, <laughs> we, we didn't go that route. Um, okay, so host and augment. So the thing is green and white are the two colors that are the heaviest in host and augment. Yeah. They have the most host creatures and they have the most augment. In fact, green has the most augment. There's four augments in green. There's three in white. Um, there's two in black, one in red, one in blue, and two in artifacts. Um, and, uh, oh, sorry, at host, there's three of each in each color, except uh, there's artifacts have three or four, four in artifacts. And then in augment, green has four, white has three, black has two, blue and red have one, and artifacts have two. I was okay. saying that backwards. Um, so if you're going to build an, a host augment deck, you kind of want to have white or green in it because white and green have yeah. the help me cards. Um, <laughs> now remember, um, what's, uh, what's the name of the, the, the fight spell? Uh, it's... Super epic, no, really uh, epic punch. Really epic punch, I think. Yeah. So be aware that if you use it on a host creature, not only do they get plus two, plus two, that doesn't end. There's no until end of turn. So it's really powerful. So if you use it's that- It's absurd. It's absurd, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. um, also, both white and green have ways to tutor. Teacher's pet tutors in white, and green has a spell that tutors. Uh, it, it's, it's the one thing that has a bar through it that's actually not a, a host creature. Ooh, I don't know. It has the card. two creatures, yeah. Um, so anyway, there are things, and then white also has a little plus two plus two that helps host, gives an extra boost to a host and augment. Success! So, oh, success, yeah, success, yeah, success. Right. So anyway, the idea is, if you're going to do host augment and you want to build around host augment, green and white are the two colors. You don't need to play both colors, but you probably want to play one or the other. Um, and once again, black is next after them as having the most of things. Red and blue have the least amount. Now, there is host in every color, so as long as you have augments in one color, you can pick up host in the other color. But be aware, if you're trying to sort of build a deck around it, you need white or green. I remember yeah. sitting to your uh, right in the right. draft, yes. and you were building Taking a, all my white cards! A blue, <laughs> you had a blue... Uh, I had a blue-white deck. Yeah, jelly, numbing jellyfish. Right, I had four numbing jellyfishes, and I just wanted to pick up... The, now, blue only has half shark half, so yeah. I'm trying to pick up the white ones, but you took all the white ones, I got nothing. <laughs> nothing! <laughs> Cut so, him right off. He did. Cut me off. Um, that was in a draft we did uh, the night before, okay. Yeah. So, I had rules lore, that was a, that was a fun draft. Oh, did um, you? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to, like, stall and then, and then mill you out with uh, four jellyfish, so. Didn't, anyway. didn't work. Uh, didn't work. <laughs> 
I lost, I lost to both these guys. Man. Um, okay, then we get to dice rolling. So white, while white rolls some dice, white doesn't interact with dice rolling. So if you want to make a dice rolling deck, white can roll some dice, but it doesn't interact with them. Blue does dice re-rolling. So blue has a couple cards that let you re-roll dice. So it can, and remember, you can re-roll your opponent's dice. So you have the wall, for example, and your opponent does something awesome, you can go, ha, ah, do it again. Wall um, of Fortune, yeah, yeah that, wall of fortune. that card is, I think is good. Yeah, I've just good. now got Wall of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> wait, there's some puns in the cards? No kidding, really? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, uh, somebody played Division Weird. Table yesterday. Was it you? And I'm like, oh, that's a math pun. And then yes. on the on the thread, people are like, oh, I didn't catch that. That's a math I didn't pun. either, because I'm like, oh, look at this card is kind of like yeah. a James Bond joke. Yes, and then yeah. you're like, no, it's a math joke. Well, it's both. It's a James oh, Bond. Yeah. Both a James Bond and a math joke. One of the um, few places that you'll find a combination James Bond and math, math joke. joke. You don't Correct. get that that often. Um, anyway, so when you're doing dice rolling, blue is about rerolling dice. Black um, makes dice rolls better. So you have a bunch of squirrel cards, basically, that either make dice roll by one or by two. Snickering Squirrel. Snickering Squirrel does one, and then um, there's a black enchantment. It's in black enchantment. Um, it's the one that shows the the, the scientist laughing maniacally. Um, and it makes all, dice sure. roll, makes all your dice roll go by two. Okay. So black it increases your dice roll. Now remember, you can roll more than a six on a six-sided die. You can roll seven or an eight. I know that dice don't have a seven or eight, but... Squirrels you don't care. You can roll it. You can roll that. Um, Hashtag squirrels don't care. <laughs> so basically what happens is in black, it makes your die rolls better. Um, red is the color that just loves rolling dice. Red's all about chaos. So red, it rolls the most dice. It does the most contraptions, rolls the most dice. Red is a crazy color that does a lot of random things. <laughs> um, and then green cares the most about dice being rolled. It has the most cards that like um, uh, science, uh, science fair project, no, no, um, What's the, it's the 2-2 that gets like every time roll four above. Um, oh. Is it Science Fair Project? I'm not sure. I know about no, the- No, Mad Science Fair Project is the artifact. There's um, the, there's the one- Oh, that's... Willing Test Subject. Willing, willing Test, test subject. subject. So Willing Test Subject, for example, whenever you roll four, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. There's a bunch yeah. of cards that care. Green has the cards that care. Um, there's Chitterin Doom that whenever you roll four above, you get a squirrel. Um, so anyway, there's a bunch, squirrels like dice one for some reason. Um, it's like a little nut. <laughs> it's like a little acorn. They're like, <laughs> so, so okay. if you want to draft squirrels, which is hard because you need to open like Earl's squirrel. This is important. Black green is the squirrel color. So if you want to, you, you need to kind of open the right cards to make it work. But if you open Earl's squirrel, you're like, I'm going squirrels, black green squirrel colors. Oh. Um, the most important thing you so said anyway, on show. So green cares about dice rolls. So you can mix and match there, but like blue and black lean more and manipulate dice rolls, and red and green just roll a lot of dice and care about rolling dice. So you can mix and match there. Sure. So that is the basic strategies. There are, oh, the one other thing you can do is each faction has, has a watermark. There's an uncommon that cares about the watermark that you can build around. And then also all of the, um, or some of the contraptions in each thing have a theme, like, um... The League of Dashly Doom cares about having creatures in your opponent's graveyard. Um, the Order of Widget cares about you having artifacts in place. So each one of them, sort of, if you want to build a faction deck, they'll push you in a certain direction they want to care about certain things. So you can draft faction decks. So which faction are you, Mark? Which faction am I? Yeah. Which um, one do you identify with? I'm not sure. I, I think I'm, I'm closer to the Order of the Widget, but I, I kind of want to be the League of Dashly Doom. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you always yeah. want to be in the League of Dastardly Doom until you're oh, yeah. in the League of Dastardly Doom. <laughs> no, so they, uh, but anyway, the, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the fun thing about the set when you draft it is there's a lot of nooks and crannies. The set was designed, it's actually a pretty deep set. Um, because we didn't aim this at beginners, I was allowed to, the complexity is a little higher than normal. Um, so there's a lot of different strategies. So as you, yeah. as you actually draft it more, you'll, you'll realize that there's a lot of subtle things you can do that you may not realize at first. 
I think that that was like our biggest takeaway from playing the oh, games yes. is it's just like, oh, there's a lot in this set. Yes, there's a lot there. Like there's a lot to think about, there's a lot to do. It's just a ton of fun. Like, we were we so were uh, playing some games at, so we did the pre-pre-release with Loading Ready to Run and by the way, thank you to Loading Ready to Run for letting us record in their studio. Isn't it this beautiful? Week. It's, it's lovely. Beautiful. No, we didn't shell out for a new studio uh, <laughs> unfortunately and thanks to James Turner back there uh, manning manning the controls um, for us this week as well. So If we see a car, supposed to see a car will show up. <laughs> 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 well, I'm so excited. Yeah, so like, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, we, we recorded that here, pre-pre-release, and while we were not on camera, we mm -hmm. would play games of Unstable, yep. and we were, Megan and I were playing, and I was just like, thought to myself, this is just an, another magic set, period. Now, some of it is, you know, very silly and, yeah. and fun, and things wouldn't happen uh, that would normally happen in a magic set, but it just felt like a brand new set, mm -hmm. and the complexity level was there. We were having, like, they were real games. Yeah. They were not not real games. And I think that's what people were worried about, yeah. you know, with Unstable. Like, oh, well, it's just going to be nonsense like, and so silly, not real yeah. magic, quote-unquote. It totally there, is. There are real strategies. Like I'm saying, I'm, I'm trying to give you strategies for drafting. There are yeah. real strategies, and when you're doing your third, fourth, fifth draft, you're like, oh, okay, wait, I need to think about this. Yeah. And you need, so there are certain skills you'll learn to get better at, like tossing the uh, sling mantis. Each there's, time I got better. There's, some new, there's <laughs> some new things to learn, including throwing cards. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's the real skill. Here's the real skill that you'll learn. Knowing which of your friends you can trust. That's the real skill. That's a really that's very accurate. important skill. That's really. accurate. You cannot trust Kathleen. No, no, no. <laughs> never wondering. She I don't know why you thought you could trust Kathleen. That was, yeah, that's your mistake. That was, that's on you. That was me. <laughs> Fair enough, Mark. I Fair learned enough. I can't trust James. <laughs> so, we, yeah, we did yeah. learn some important yes, lessons yes. Uh, with Unstable, for sure. Yeah, when we first were making that, when I first introduced the idea of the outside assistance, there was a lot of skepticism. Because um, one of the things that we like to do is um, how much randomness you have in a set varies a lot, and when you go to the fun end of the spectrum away from the serious, you want to ramp up the, the variance, because variance is fun. Yeah. Uh, it makes it a little bit skill testing, but it makes it fun. Um, and so we wanted to ramp up the variance a little bit, so like, what are fun ways to add variance? And so I love the idea of, you know what's really high variance? People. <laughs> and so we added this in. Humanity. People, people were real skeptical. I'm like, well, come on, let's just play test it. And then we would play test in R&D, and all these shenanigans would happen. And they're so fun. And like, okay, okay, this is fun. That's just such so. a solid, <laughs> like, that's like a life philosophy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what has the most variance? People. People. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, think, I think I'm agents of sneak. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm agents I'm, of I'm sneak. <laughs> I definitely have to be. I mean, it's not a real tribe. The, okay. squir the squirrel tribe. <laughs> the squirrel tribe. Okay. What's the beaker? Tri you're the beaker tribe. Oh, um, crossbreed lab. Yeah, you're oh, crossbreed lab. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing like making a humming beaver. camel. <laughs> beaver. <laughs> a humming beaver. <laughs> if you haven't tried it yet, it's an experience like no, no other. No. You want to talk a little bit about the pre-pre-release specifically? Sure. So what happened was, um, I think the first one they ever did was uh, Shadows Over Innistrad, I believe was the first one. Yeah. Um, and so they did this cool thing where they invite people up, and usually it's uh, four of the people are from Loading Ready Run and four guests that they, they fly in from around the country. Uh, and then we play all day long. So the, the way it works is there's eight rounds, 
and everybody plays twice. And so in the morning, it's usually uh, loading red people versus loading red red people, and the guests versus the guests. And in the afternoon, it's the guests one on one versus loading red run people. And then we take them down. And we take oh, them down. So uh, the four of us, uh, three of us and Wedge, um, we went six and two. And being that two of the matches were against each other, that's the perfect record. We can't go better than yes. six and two. So every time it was one of us versus uh, loading red run, they went down. So. James is here in the studio, actually. He's James running, play, though, running the so. soundboard. For yeah. us, and he's just—he's smiling. He's like, <laughs> Single tear. Back there, yeah, yeah, sorry, very, James. Um, well, you know, so, next time so what I'll... happens is it's streamed all day long, and anyway, yeah, uh, normally it, it, it is uh, before the pre-release happens, which is why it's called a pre-pre-release. Yeah, this pre-pre-release was neither pre nor pre-release, but um, <laughs> so <laughs> unstable being a, a, a yeah. different kind of un uh, un experience. It was release. Uh, <laughs> it, it, a little bit different. So we did it the day the set came out. So um, the, the set came out, and we started early in the morning. We drafted the day before, which I think is the first time they did a draft for a pre-release. Yeah. Normally, it's, normally, they're imitating the pre-release format. Sealed. Which is sealed. sealed. So we drafted the day before, and they filmed it, and they did a little clip of us all were drafting. I, I was really serious. We were watching on the video. I, I looked so serious in all of it. We were serious. <laughs> we were. Everyone was. I remember, like, the feeling when we were all drafting was, like, yeah. surprisingly, everyone was just, like, lasered in. We want, it, we want to get it right. And like you said. But you guys are laughing. If you show the video, you can see the video of you watch the video. That's true. Everyone's laughing, and I'm like, that's serious. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, I'm trying to get my squirrel deck together, and it didn't work. Mark Rosemont oh, doesn't laugh. It almost worked, Mark. I know. If you, okay, Tell hold us, on. Yeah. Quick question, James, if people want to go back and watch a pre-pre-release, where do you want them to watch it? I have a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a microphone. Tell us how now, people watch now it. Now I have a microphone. Oh, wow. I can watch this thing. Uh, so at this point, when does this show come out? Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, by then you can go to uh, YouTube.com slash Loading Ready Live, and you can see the whole eight hour, nine hour. It was a long day. But that <laughs> whole thing, the whole thing will be on, yeah, YouTube.com slash Loading Ready Live. Okay. And, and by the way, if you haven't seen it, it is chock full of crazy moments. It is. It is. Crazy moments. Like, I don't even want to, yeah. know, there's some crazy things that go on. Some of, as some, oh, some did your microphone said, just oh, pop oh, off? It did. <laughs> we might need that. I'm so excited <laughs> my microphone just popped off. <laughs> That's the kind of enthusiasm. That's the only that kind of thing that could happen to Mark Rosemont. <laughs> it's, it's microphone popping enthusiasm. <laughs> it really, I mean, it, yeah. it honestly was yeah. awesome. Yeah, multiple it was times, Epic. I feel like multiple times in chat, people were like, this is the best thing that's ever <laughs> that's happened. Ever happened in the history of, right, right. of magic. On Reddit yesterday, so there was a thing that goes, this was the best thing that ever happened until this thing, <laughs> then that was the best thing, until this thing, then that was the best thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't want to give too much away, but there, there might have been a Shahrazad cast that I was in as a two-headed giant, so there might, there be might crazy have been a surprise <laughs> two-headed giant game which yeah. turned into a Shahrazad something. There may have been an entirely <laughs> normal armchair that got somebody from Wizards yes. in an epic way. I don't know who my, could my have My head was on that. the table! <laughs> it's hard to watch when your head's on the table. It's true, so. it's true. In my yeah. defense, yeah. So I did, I did get got. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was really, really fun. I mean, the set is quite fun, but like you have to watch it. We had, we had a great time yesterday, and so yeah. if you haven't seen it yet, there's all sorts of fun yeah. games. So definitely watch it. Tell us about because like people can go back and watch the the replay footage, yeah. but uh, we want to hear about like how did you feel about the way your draft deck came? Oh, together? so here's, here's the funny thing. So this is this is a really telling thing about how who I am as a person is. <laughs> I sat down, I thought I could pull together a, a black-green squirrel deck, which is yeah. like 
the, to me, the holy grail of, of, a, of a drop. Absolutely. It's not easy to do. Yeah. Um, yes, that's and so, like, okay, I think I can pull this off. In fact, I, I had uh, the black enchantment. It's an uncommon enchantment that all your die rolls are two greater. Yeah. Like, I got yeah. that early. I opened up a, 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 the ninja, the uh, Maxful Ninja, which yeah. actually plays that. So I, I, I had some black cards. What was your pack one pick one? A Mashable Ninja. Oh, okay. So okay. anyway, I so I, I think, okay, maybe I can make this work. And then what happened was the squirrel dice rolling theme didn't happen, and it ended up with like just a really good like black-green deck. Yeah. I'm like, no, my, my goal was not to make like a really efficient deck. My goal was to make like a really I themed deck. I wanted nonsense, and I've drafted yeah. something real. So I ended up with like, oh, this is a pretty good deck, like, rather than like, oh, what is my squirrel theme? So. Oh, because hey, you so, know what? You got right. robbed. Oh, right, got I got robbed. robbed. I'm gonna tell the story. Okay, so here's the story of the Earl of Squirrel, which yeah. uh, was heartbreaking for me. But it was, Kathleen opened it, right? Kathleen opened, uh, yeah, Kathleen yeah. opened it, pack, pack three. three, and she couldn't take it because she was pretty solidly red-black. Right. Um, she had a pretty I think Griselda. Yeah. Yep. So she was playing. She was League of Dashley Doom. She Which, could by the way, it. She is League of Dashley Doom. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She really 100%. Is. And then it got You past can watch her betray me. Megan <laughs> <laughs> got betrayed hard. She did get betrayed. Betrayed very hard by but, but, but by the way, I told you, I told you. I know. I told you that I love squirrels. And I mean, later you called yes, me in. But exactly. When I needed, when I really needed it in yeah. a pinch, okay. I did call you. <laughs> but. So past the wedge. Wedge couldn't take it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was heartbroken. Passed to me. Yeah. I saw its beautiful furry <laughs> face staring up at me from the pack, oh. and I'm like, "It's all happening just like your dreams, Maria." <laughs> but you can't take it because I was very solidly red blue. Yeah. I could not take the card which was destined for me. Had to pass it on <laughs> to Adam, yeah. who was drafting a, just a solid green white deck because yeah, yeah. he just can't turn it off. <laughs> He's like, "I just draft a really good deck." Yeah. Um, and he took it one. He could have taken Slag Mantis. He could have. Taken Slaying Mantis. That's true. He, 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 he does a wrestling podcast. Right? I know. You could take Slaying Mantis, been in theme. Adam. Give me my squirrel. Come on, Adam. Oh. Come, on. Oh, come on. But the Earl of Squirrel is just. It's just too good. Like, right. how can you pass? How can you pass it's it if great. you're in green? It's I don't great. know. So he took it, and I, he gave me the slang mantis. Yeah, which, which I used, was nice. Which I used a couple times, although I only once actually hit the creatures and killed them. But <laughs> although <laughs> the cool thing is, when you miss, you get a six yeah. six, so it's not doesn't matter. But, yeah, the six six is pretty good in this and, format. And my goal, by the way, so I was on game nights with Joss and Jimmy um, before this. Yes. It aired a couple days ago or last week for you guys. Um, and on the show, he 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 drafted a slang mantis, and there's this big moment where Josh, like, I, my board's full, and like, thinking the right thing, I, he can try to win the game, and he, like, there's a big build up, and we measured and all this, and he tosses it, and he misses the table. <laughs> so my goal, although Josh didn't mention on social media, he he technically hit the table and bounced off, but it didn't get past the onto the table itself. And so my goal was just to get on the table. Just beat Josh. So I actually had four tosses, all yeah. four got on the table, Ooh. one of which killed two creatures. So you hear that, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. You heard it here. You heard it Mark here. Rosewater can cast a slaying mantis better than Josh Lee Klein. <laughs> I uh, drafted, as we established, a red-blue contraptions deck, which I thought was really cool. I loved assembling contraptions. I mean, the contraption mechanic is just stellar, and the cards are gorgeous to look at. And uh, the only regret I have was mm -hmm. not moving into red a little bit earlier so mm -hmm. that I could have taken some more of those 1-1 one, one goblins that assemble contra mm -hmm. contraptions. Those are super important. <laughs> so, yeah. so cool, too. I had two copies of Work a Double, which uh, assembles two, two contraptions, contraptions right. at, at sorcery speed. 
And um, yeah, I also had Animate Library, which unfortunately yeah. never got to happen. Yeah, I got oh. that game nights never do it either. So. But um, it would have been. It, it likes totally to awesome. stay in its home. It's like right. I'm a library <laughs> car. This is where I belong. I love being in the I library. Go here. <laughs> this is where I go. <laughs> Megan, what did you draft? Um, I drafted a blue green deck that was uh, just sort of like it had a lot of like little flyers, a lot of little <laughs> no no elementals. Um, it was kind of about. Uh, like playing with my opponent's cards, which was my favorite part of it. Like I had the one three for four. I spy. Where I, yeah, where if you hit spy them, I. you get to draw a card That's off of it. their library. <laughs> and then I had two five finger discounts where you can bounce any permanent to your hand and then you get to cast it. Yeah, well, one of the fun um, things about Silver Border sets is there's some rules of things we don't do in Black Border yeah. Magic. One of the rules is nothing but your cards can go in your hand. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I like taking advantage of, uh, well, that's not true here. So. Exactly. <laughs> so it was great. Like, I had to make sure I had different sleeves from my yeah. opponent. Because I was, like, regularly had my opponent's cards in my hand, which was so much fun. It was really cool. Uh, I got to cast Crow Storm. Oh, that was oh, yeah. Storm Beautiful. count of three. Beautiful. Which was just, like, I made... I made really questionable plays just so I could play like three spells in a turn for my crow stone. Worth it. And you it won that game. You so, won the game. yeah. The crows brought it home. Yeah, they really did. Yeah. You two are were two O's, I believe. We yeah, are, yeah. Right. <laughs> I was 2.5, thank you very much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's accurate. That's accurate. One of the one of the yeah. best moments. So, like, there's the, the this isn't your match against Graham, right? Yeah. Oh, um, uh, no, 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 no. My, uh, the, my, my half game was when I played with Wedge. Oh, that's right. That's right. right. No, my ga the game against, um, the best thing about the game against um, Graham was we had two different sub games, and one of the sub games I managed to win it with no permanence not in my hand. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, uh, so I, I matched with Ninja Death turn one. Oh, so, so good. But Ninja, you so can reveal good. it, and then it's both in play and in your hand. So I had literally nothing just in play, and it's like I showed my hand and go, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. perfect. Oh, so good. Yeah, so overall, like, just a fantastic experience. We've drafted it a couple times now, yep. and mm -hmm. I am just like, when can I draft it again? That is how I feel. Like, it's a great set. It's super fun. Um, play! Go play! <laughs> Mark Rosers is go play! Yeah, and I, I second that. Play at your, uh, you know, local game store, and you can make use of cards like uh, give me five and go around yeah. and gain a bunch of life. Yeah, there's some cards that didn't work here. Yeah. Because for example, we were isolated in a single thing. So there's a card with uh, the white card that sends things to the game. Side quest. Side quest, where you your your card gets flickered away and goes into another game for a turn. But there's no other game, for, so we couldn't use that card. High five, it, it was hard to use. Like yeah. That, so. yeah. So anyway, there's some the, the cards are made such that there's different experiences you can do, and certain cards work in certain environments. So some of the stuff we didn't get to show you, like I had someone send me a video of them playing Give me five, where they run around their game store. I think they got twenty life. Because you, you have thirty <laughs> seconds to high five as many people as you can. For every person you high five, you get a life, and then they get a life if they're in a silver border game. Um, but anyway, that's a card like in a game store. That's an awesome card. Here, the studio was not not quite strong. So. Yeah. Yeah. So there's different Super experiences cool. you can have with the set playing in LGS yeah. versus playing on your kitchen table. But uh, Megan and I already have a draft set up to to go next <laughs> week. So yeah, we're ready. <laughs> we're ready to play it again. <laughs> pausing the show to say thank you to our brand new sponsor, Ultra Pro. Ultra Pro! Ultra Pro, are you looking for some sleeves that shuffle like butter? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not like, not like actual <laughs> butter. Not like you're holding butter in your hand. That would not shuffle well, no. but like when people say it's like butter, it's like butter. they shuffle. 
Ultra like Pro's butter. Eclipse sleeves, amazing. Yeah, we we love their sleeves and all their products. Yeah, uh, they've got f fabulous stuff on their website, ultrapro.com, and we're so happy to have them as part of the family. We're going to be doing Ultra Pro giveaways once we get back to Minneapolis. It's we're going to have and they have on stuff. stable. They made sleeves yes. and play mats and oh, all sorts of cool them. stuff. Yeah, for We yeah. use them. The I have Earl of Squirrel sleeves that are beautiful. That are amazing. The alternate art. The alternate Earl of Squirrel. Look at me. Are you looking at me? If you're watching the video oh. version of this, because I'm telling you those sleeves are gas. And we they also have like the alternate art cryptic commands. Yeah. Yep. Very cryptic really, commands. Really, really great. Yeah, yeah. the art of the sketch art of Wade England. Yes. So cool. Yeah. Beautiful. So Ultra Pro. Her sleeves is full of butter. <laughs> <laughs> and you put up the card um just desserts. I'm gonna tell a story while they're looking. So this card got designed by someone on my team. So it, it, it uh, we're talking it, about just desserts. Just desserts. Okay. So, so this far. card does pie damage to target creature. So one of the things you want to do in a set like this is do some cards that kind of play normal but have a, a fun twist to it. So this really is just a creature removal spell, um, and mostly what it does is for one hour it does three damage to a creature. Um, you have to yes a lot of just desserts to have that point one four matter. Um, but it's, it's really flavorful, and so one of my goals is I wanted to get a bunch of clowns in the set, but they got weeded out, so this is the one clown that made it all the way through. It's a little, uh, Flaky the Irrational is the, the one clown that made it. I'm, um, I'm sure that there are people out there who are very thankful that this is the only clown. And there are some weird ways in Magic where you can, uh, redirect things to players. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't, the card doesn't normally hit players, so you're yeah, going to have to figure out. Graham uh, said, why doesn't just, why doesn't Pi go to the face with this card? And I'm like, so you don't have to do the math. 20 minus Pi is, Fair like, 20 minus Pi is, so. Yeah. I did half, and on Hinge we did half. and a lot. And what I learned was, people had trouble with half increments. Forget Pi, just half increments were actually hard. I hit you for three and a half damage, you have 20 life, I'm, you know, what yeah. else are you at? And people yeah. are like, uh, you know, and so it proved to be harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> So, uh, but anyway, this is one of my favorite. So, the original plan that I was trying to propose to tell people that the set existed was on Pi Day. I wanted to just put this on my um, oh, yeah. on my Twitter and just say, "Hey, happy Pi Day!" And then people go, "What? What is this?" And there's a wrench, and then they go, oh, "There's a third onset!" But we didn't do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> that was my original plan. Okay. Do All right. So we've question? got some questions from Twitter okay. and from online in general. Okay. Okay. So this first one is from uh, Juan Vasquez asks, "How long can you keep your head on the table?" How long? Like, like if I was like my life depended upon it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, say for the four one where you have to keep your head on the table. How right. long do you think you can you could manage it? Uh, I think I can do it for the whole game. Okay. I mean, I, in Gaming with Maria, I had it on the table yeah, for a while. Yeah, for a while until yeah. I and, it. and you kindly killed it, so I came my head on the table. I was so merciful. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, for, for example, I, uh, we did, uh, last Tuesday, we did a, an R&D draft. At lunch on Tuesdays, we played Magic. And I played Aaron Forsyth, who's the head, head of um, Magic R&D. And he had that card, and so he had to play with his head on the table. And he kept trying to figure out the most comfortable way to get his head on the table. So <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, then we've got, uh, why do we have the card Finders Keepers, but not the card Losers Weepers? Well, I have to save something for another unset. <laughs> like if I, I give everything away, then I have nothing to do. So hopefully my plan is, if people out there buy cards and play, and it's a success, then I, I want to make a fourth one. And if I do that, maybe I'll make a Losers Weepers. You, you heard it here. Maybe I'll make a Losers Weepers. All right, here's a, a question from Cameron. What mechanic or keyword for the set do you think is most likely to make it into a future tournament legal set? Last Strike and Trample on Instance and Sorceries both seem viable. Okay, so I, I've been trying to do Tramples on Sorceries since Odyssey. 
There's a card called Liquid Fire. There's a card called Liquid Fire in Odyssey. <laughs> and this was me. I made a trample spell in Odyssey. And this, if you can see it, this is what the card looks like. Ooh. Ooh okay, so cool. it's four red red. Liquid yeah. Fire deals five damage divided as you choose between target creature oh, and that yeah. creature's controller. Right. So that started as it, was, it yeah. was five damage trample. And the rules do not like trample. It, it doesn't work. Like, one of the things about unsets is some of the things I put in unsets are things that make perfect sense that nobody has any problem understanding that the rules just don't handle. Yeah. Um, this is a card called Staying Power Unhinged that I actually try to put in a normal magic set. And what it does is it says things that last till end of turn, nope, they're just permanent. You know, if you giant grow something forever, it's plus two power until the end of the game. And oh, yeah, so, like, that. I tried to put that in a normal magic set, and the rules did not like that one either. And so I put it in a silver border set. So, oh, um, yeah, yeah. What do I think that I did that maybe. Last strike I actually put in, or one of my, um, I think Mark Gottlieb made it when he was on the Future Sight team, and I put it in the set. I put uh, both Last Strike and Triple Strike were in Future Sight, and the rules manager, which ironically was Mark Gottlieb, the guy who made the card, killed him. Um, <laughs> when he's he on like, a set, he'll like, be a designer, then when he's a rules manager, he'll be a rules manager, so he often would make cards that he would then kill. This is so. my idea. My <laughs> idea doesn't work. And kill it. <laughs> um, and it turns out that in order to make it work, you have to sort of so rewrite the rules that it just really mucks up things to do it. And yeah. so, was it worth it for a couple cards? And the answer was no. Um, I don't think, so I don't think either of those, both of those I tried to do normal magic and did. Um, <laughs> I actually think that Squirrel Link, probably not keyworded, but we could put Squirrel Link non-keyworded in the set. Yes! Um, I don't think we would call it, it could be called Link. Squirrel Link. No, yeah, um, but, but I, I do believe that's an ability that we could do. It's kind of cool. Um, it's really cool. Uh, what other, uh, dice rolling, Black Border can handle, it's just a, would people accept dice rolling? Right. Well, the problem with dice rolling is that dice rolling, the, one of the things about dice is people see dice as random, because you're rolling them, right? And yeah. so, there's a, a lot of people, how much randomness is in your Black Border magic, you know, like, the question is, is that something people would enjoy or not? And so, it's fun here where the randomness is supposed to be high. Um, the game can handle that. The rules can handle it. That's no problem. So, yeah. that's something that's possible. I, I also think that host augment, the technology of host augment is something that we could maybe do. I don't think it would be as silly as host augment, but that technology might be something we could do someday. Yeah, I like yeah. that as well. Yeah. Which we did, we had like bestow, which it, it does remind me in some ways of bestow. And it's there's not, melds. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we've, been, we've been circling that space. And I, <laughs> of all the things actually that I do that probably has the best chance of getting to real magic, that technology done in a little less silly version is possible. All right, so, all right. Probably won't, won't have half, you know, <laughs> it, half won't, shark, it won't be called half ha you know, shark man. Half beaver or whatever. So. <laughs> multi-headed beaver yeah. is the one that broke me <laughs> on the stream. Yeah, the no multi-headed, what was it? Multi-headed uh, squid. Oh yeah, people are just like, it's a bunch of snakes with a So multi-headed has on one side all these heads coming out, and squid has all these, on the other side, all these little um, tentacles, tentacles coming, coming out. out. So you put it together, it's just this weirdest looking thing, so. Oh, it was kind um, of terrifying. Yes, so anyway. Honestly. One of the cool things they did on the graphics for the actual, you can see, is they, they came up with this cool graphics, um, which we can't do here, but they, they yeah. did in the studio where the cards would come together, you could see them. It was, it was yeah. really oh, it was awesome. really, it was really, really cool. Really cool. I kept forgetting, you have to put your cards in the center so that the thing could pick it up. Yeah. I always forgot that, so that's why there were friends there who put your card there. So. Um, our Cube April asks... Okay. Oh, Cube oh, April. Cube April, yeah. here we go. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite pun in this set? My favorite pun in this set? Um, wow. 
There's a lot of good puns in the set. Um, so actually, you were telling us earlier, you wrote some of the flavor texts. I did, I did. Tell well, us, I, how, what have you told us some of, some of your fa- favorite flavor texts? Yes, my favorite flavor text is on more or less. Yeah. I like to say in cards and see how fast James can put the card up. <laughs> so, more or less, so the card says add or subtract one, uh, one or one from a number or number word on target spell or permanent until end of turn. Yeah. So the flavor text is, why was five afraid of six? Because six, seven, eight. It's <laughs> horrible. Which I is like, an awesome piece of flavor text. I can, like, text. barely listen that, to that, it. That's my favorite piece of flavor text, so. And the way it works is, um, so Kelly Diggs was the guy who did, um, the, who was in charge of the flavor text. So I was a contributor, so I would write the flavor text. And then I really, really like this piece of flavor text, but I, I have to wait to see what Kelly puts in. And I was so happy when he put it in. So I was like, that's an awesome piece of flavor text. The one I had a fight with him that I got him to eventually put in was there's no race like gnome. It's on, um, what's the white card? By, by no, no means, means. By no means. Uh, and uh, there's two gnome cards. So I was trying to get on one of the two gnome cards. And this one finally we were able to fit it in, so nice. he finally gave in. I'm like, that, talk about good puns. That's an excellent pun right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this set is chock full of puns. In fact, um, a lot of the contraptions have, there's, there's all of these puns in the contraptions. Contraptions have really fun names, so it is a pun-filled set. Okay, I have a question from Ben. All right. Okay. Dear Maro, how does the Grand Calcatron work exactly? Do we each reveal the cards one by one to arrange the initial program how we'd like? He says it was a blast to draft. Okay. The way that I recommend doing Calcutron is figure out your your program, put them all face down in front of you, and then when, once you're both done, then you flip them up. You probably you, you like flip your one, flip your two, flip your three, sure. four. Okay. But you have to you have to do it without knowing the information of what your opponent's doing. Yeah. So you have to both sort of do it in secret, and then you can reveal them. Okay. Um, the cool thing about Greg Calcutron wow. is your hand is a program. So what you do is you take your hand, you put it face up, and then you have to play card one before you can play the other card. Now, if you have cards played from other zones, those can be played whenever you want. If you have a flashback cards, cards that you're playing from somewhere else, the program doesn't care. Um, and your program is your hand, so if something makes you discard or it affects with your hand, that is your hand. It's a program, but it's still your hand. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, and by the way, for, for, for um, Commander, you can use this as your Commander. I've officially said that it's... Oh, it used, wow. That's cool. We meant for this to be used for your commander, and then we ran out of space to put the line, because it's... Oh, yeah, it can be your commander. It's a lot of text to tell you what it a grand calendar run does. It's so. really cool. I actually had like I hadn't seen this card somehow. And in the in the story, the Grand Calutron was the guy who originally founded back before. So the, the guy who founded the uh, Order of the Widgets was just an ordinary man that kept adapting himself until he became the Grand Calutron. Oh. And now he's no longer a creature. He's just a legendary. He's artifact. just an artifact. Oh, that's cool. You can see his little white yeah, you can see his beard there. His beard. So. <laughs> awesome. Um. Let's see. We've got. Uh, I have a question here. Okay, yeah, go for it. Uh, why is, you you answered this for for me? But okay. let's tell the world. Okay. Why isn't the Earl of Squirrel legendary? Okay, so one of the big decisions we had to figure out about Earl Squirrel. So Earl of Squirrel is I wanted to make a Squirrel Lord. Yeah. And so what it does is it has Squirrel Link, as we talked about before. Yes. So Squirrel Link is like Life Link, except instead of life, you make one one squirrels. <laughs> so if you understand how Life Link works, just replace gain life with squirrels. Um, creature tokens you control are squirrels in addition to their other creature types. Other squirrels you control get plus one, plus one. So one of my big problems with the legendary um, super type, I've been fighting in R&D for years to change the rule about legendary and take off all rules baggage. And then just say, it's just a thing, it's a marker, and the things can care about it. But the fact that you can only have one in play at a time, we, we run into this problem. So Earl Squirrel is made, it's a stackable thing. Well, if you're making a squirrel deck, you want to get a lot of Earl Squirrels out. Yeah. So to make it legendary, you can only have one in play at a time. 
But if I don't make it legendary, then it can't be your commander. And so I was really torn, but I'm like, okay, I made the, really what I made this card for was Squirrel decks, and so I maximized it for Squirrel decks, so I made it non-legendary, so that you could have multiple out. Yeah. So I, I feel like I owed it to Squirrel decks. Well, so, thank you. Anyway, that's why it's non-legendary. I, I know that le- the commander crowd is like, this would be a perfect commander. I'm like, I, I get that. Um, but it's also a perfect Squirrel Lord. So. Well, we'll just have to have, like, the... Uh, the, the king of squirrels or something, and right. Next then time. we get a whole squirrel royal family. The other big thing people keep yelling at me: Why wasn't it the Duke of Squirrel? Oh, so but anyway, why do you, th- why do you think <laughs> <laughs> uh, that actually that uh, this question is a great follow up to that? Okay. Um, are you happy with the number of squirrels in Unstable? Um, I think in retrospect, I would add it a little bit more. Um, I put enough in that right. you could build a squirrel deck. But I actually didn't put quite enough in that you can really easily draft a squirrel deck. Sure. I wish I had put a few more in and changed the aspect a little bit. I, I wish drafting a squirrel deck wasn't so hard to do. It's a little harder than I meant for it to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's possible, but you, the stars have to kind of align. Like, like I said, my, my draft, I was trying to make the squirrel deck work, and I came close. I've had the Earl squirrel, but um, <laughs> it didn't quite work out. Well, I mean, I tried passing it to you. I mean, if I had the Earl squirrel, I, I was all in. I mean, it would have been a squirrel deck. Oh, There's yeah. No there. Oh, yeah. So no question. Um, Although somebody kept taking all the squirrel dealers. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> that. I wonder who that was. I have a follow up question. Yeah. Do you like squirrels? <laughs> <laughs> um, that actually. So here's another follow up. Why not more kitten hosts and augments? Why not more kitten? We have it. Had, kitten's the only one that's both host and augment. Yeah. I also believe, by the way, I think we made a mistake. I think uh, half kitten half should have been a different color cat. Oh, yeah. Like, same artist, same cat, just different colors. So half kitten, half kitten, I mean, it's a whole kitten, but it's not the <laughs> same kitten, you know. Right now, it kind of implies that, like, you separated it and put it back together. And, like, that's not, in my mind, no, it's part one kitten, part a different kitten. So, anyway. <laughs> I, and, by the way, half kitten, half kitten. It's potent. Is <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is OP. It is yeah. really, really very, good. Very good yeah. actually. So consider it. So be afraid. Be afraid of Hapkin and Hapkin. I have a question that's not related to Unstable, but just okay. in general. Does your family play Magic? Um, my son plays Magic. All my family knows how to play Magic. So I ha- I'm married to uh, my wife's name, Laura, and then I have three kids. So uh, Rachel is 17, and then Adam and Sarah are twins. They are 13. Um, Adam is the one that plays with me. I've taught all the, all the other people in my family to play. They know how to play. Um, but Adam's the only one that really likes to play, so. Um. All right. <laughs> Adam's also the only one that will see Star Wars movies with me, so. Anyway. Like, I showed Fair all enough. my kids, I showed all my kids the original Star Wars in the appropriate order, great, number four first. Uh, and, <laughs> and I said to them, okay, who wants to see Empire Strikes Back? And Adam was like, I do. And the girl's like, eh. <laughs> Where did I go draw them? them? Where did I go <laughs> so anyway. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't get this necklace to stop hitting the microphone. Um, so. <laughs> Solving that problem, um, like you just have to tell them Empire Strikes Back is, is the like, best is one. The best one. I watched. I must have watched Empire Strikes Back a ten thousand times growing yes. up. Yeah, R and D has had some major fights over which is better, <gasps> four or five. What? What? That's not well, even a I, question. And I, well, see, I argue on four because <gasps> without four, Mark, without four, what's five? <laughs> That's well, not, you cannot make well, that argument. This no. episode is If you watch five in a vacuum, the reason the five is so amazing is because it's building on four. Without four, what is five? If I took someone who's never seen the Star Wars yeah, film and showed them five, then you 
can be like, well, this board game that has been made, you know, By in 2017 way. cannot be yeah. the best because <laughs> Monopoly set it up for everybody else. So Monopoly has to be the Monopoly's best. Monopoly's the best game. If we did a blind study of people that have never seen Star Wars before, oh. and they show half the control group four and half five and have them judge it, four would be better. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, boy. Empire Strikes Back ends and, like, it's the movie that ends, you know, it's over, it's over, it's, wait, but it didn't end, what, what's going, and I saw it so back in the theaters, by the way, I was old enough to see in the theaters, and that, that meant, I have to wait three years to find out how this ends, so anyway, <laughs> I was very mad at the end of the, I back, I'm like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> you know, Mark, Mark just never got over that, that's <laughs> yeah. why he can't love five, he's just like, so, he's his father, what? <laughs> So, uh, just a general question yeah. for me. I didn't mean to spoil Empire Strikes Back, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get so much mail from the people mail. who have never watched the original Star Wars trilogy who are just like, how could you? Yeah. What is your favorite thing overall about Unstable? It's out? Then we made it? <laughs> I guess what you understand, back in 2011, in January of 2011, so there's what we call the Council of Marks. So a guy named Mark Purvitz, it's one of our brand managers, senior brand manager, uh, and Mark uh, Globus, who is one of the product architects in R&D, and me, all wanted to, we're all big fans of the unset. So we're like, how do we get a third unset? The problem was the first two had been overprinted, because back when we made them, we didn't do supplemental sets very often, so they just treated it like it was a small set, which it's not, yeah. and they overprinted it, and anything will fail if you make too much of it. Like, take the best set we've ever made, just print too much of it, wait, it'll fail. Wait, wait. Um, <laughs> you make too much cake. Too much cake, and then it's just yeah. rotten cake, and then right. you're like, I don't want to eat cake, it just tastes right. like rotten cake, because that's all I know. Even cake. That's all that Even was left cake. on the streets. Oh, so what happened was, our master plan was, we started making it before it was, a, like, anyone a greenlit or anything. So it wasn't like we made it because they said we're going to make it. We just said, well, we'll make it, and then once we're done, we'll try to convince somebody that we should actually put it out. That was our plan. Perfect. Um, Ask and, for uh, forgiveness <laughs> instead of permission, right? Well, the idea was sometimes what happens is something falls through. I'm like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And we'll go, well, we have this set. That was our plan. We're going to try that. And anyway, <laughs> we eventually, like, built a plan. And, and, and like, uh, Mark Purvis spent a lot of time sort of building a business plan, explaining the business reasons. But anyway, we eventually convinced them to do it. Um, and so it, it was a long, hard fight. Like, this set was supposed to come out originally in 2015. Wow. And then the previous year, Modern Masters came out and did really well. And they're like, oh, we should do another Masters product. What can we push? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll push off uh, Unstable. And then it was too close to Kaladesh because when we made Unstable, we said, oh, we'll do a steampunk set because there's no steampunk set planned for the future. And then we audibled into Kaladesh after Origins and then like, oh, nope, we can't have two steampunk sets in the same year. So that pushed off again. And then it was supposed to come out in the summer and then like uh, Conspiracy 3 was squished. Like, oh, we shouldn't do it in the summer. It got pushed off to December. And R&D had a running joke to like, Mark, we're never pushing this. We're never putting it out. It's just, it's like retention. It's like Mark Rose retention. Just to, you know, <laughs> as long as I thought we'd do it, maybe I'll stick around. Um, Even after anyway. you, you shot the announcement video, you're like, well, now you have to, right? Well, no, that was a joke. We did the announcement video, they go, haha, Mark thinks it's coming out, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, the running joke is every time we would do something, we'd be one step closer. I'm like, well, I announced it. Oh, I uh, went to the printer. Oh, it's in stores. Oh, people are buying it. Maybe it's, yeah, it's coming out. So. <laughs> So and the thing that's so exciting for me that I mean, if you watch the video, I'm very excited all day yesterday. Is I worked so hard to make this. It was such a labor of love, and it really was a struggle to get it out. So the fact that it's actually out, that people can buy it and play it, and that people are having fun with it, is it's a great feeling. So it, it, I, I'm, I'm 
beyond excited to see it actually out there. And the fact that people love it, you know, like, I've gotten so many letters from people that are like, I did not think I was going to like this. I really, I, I came into it, like, expecting to hate it. And I played it, and, oh, wow, it's really fun. So that, that is great. So that's awesome. So. so if you have not tried it, if you've not tried it, all I say is try one draft. One draft. One draft. It is, it is, it is not. You'll be sold. A lot of people, it is not what you think it is. I mean, it is, it is not normal magic, I mean, but, but it is a lot more like normal magic than people seem to think it is. Yeah. You know, there, there's real strategies, there's real gameplay, there's real, I mean, weird things will happen, but it's an actual game of magic. It's a weird it's game of magic. It's so much fun. But it's an actual game of magic. It is fun. So much fun. So what we're gonna do, I thought, okay, what if we do like a little sampling? Okay. Um, like what if, Maria, you open that pack and uh, we each take one and do a movie pitch. Okay. And then you give me three and I'll make three Mad Libs. Okay, um, okay. Should we, do you want me to look or? No, put them random? face down. Face we'll down. Random. All right, there's a token. Actually, let me take my three for Mad Libs Yeah, you first need, you need to okay. hate that. So, so we're gonna combine. We haven't seen these before. Oh yeah, Every set has a token. token. So there are eight tokens, there are 16 tokens. Eight of them are tokens that are made in Unstable, and those are foil tokens that on the back have a humorous ad. And then eight of them are not found in Unstable, and what they are is we found like the eight most popular, uh, I forget how we found it. We found the eight most popular token types, like zombie. And so these are foil on the front and then full art, but not foil on the back. Yeah, the, these are so, just gorgeous. They're very gorgeous. So. I'm, I'm glad that they exist. And it'll be so cool to see somebody, you know, <laughs> playing with the full art tokens. Yes, yes, that'll be fun. Attack. Also, every pack, or almost every pack, also comes with a full art land. Um, every once in a blue moon, you will get a steam flogger boss, a black border steam flogger boss. Oh, cool! The, the I didn't card, know that. The only black border, yeah, so that's for steam flogger oh. boss shows up on the land sheet because because it's black border. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Anyway, and the lands are really awesome. Is a land here? Oh yeah, there it is. Okay, so this is the land. It's my favorite one, by the way. There is no borders on these lands. They're so all illustrated by John Avon. They're super pretty. So in every pack you open, you will get a land or a steam flogger boss very infrequently, and you'll get a foil token. Um, and then you will get two contraptions and 13 other cards. Awesome. So we're going to do a combination flavor text theater this episode. Okay. Uh, we're going to put together some of our greatest hits, including uh, movie pitches yep. and Mad Libs. So are so, you aware that I did improv in college? Oh, did you? I did. Well, excellent. I started an improv troupe, so. Did you? What was yes. your troupe's name? Do you remember? Uncontrolled Substance. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely sounds like an improv troupe, yeah, all right? <laughs> so, that was, yeah, no, I started an improv troupe in college. In fact, I wrote an article about it not too long ago. All right, so what we're going to do is I'm okay. going to randomly give you one of these cards, okay. and we are going to pretend like we're going to... Uh, you know, choose your movie studio of choice. Right. I also. I mean, you also. I also used to work right? in Hollywood. So. <laughs> this is off my alley. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared. Okay, and we. I've got actual pitches. So. <laughs> we are going to pitch a movie okay. based somehow on this card. It can okay. be based on the name, okay. the art, or the flavor, okay. whatever it is. We're going to develop okay. a movie or a, t or a TV series uh, based okay. around okay. this card. <laughs> okay. And uh, by the way, if you are a patron, you get a chance. We're going to put these in the drawing for patrons at the end of the month. And yeah. uh, Megan, do you want me to? Uh, do you want me to start out while you're working on yeah, you, Mad Libs over there? start while I'm Mad Libs. Okay. okay. So oh. I've got uh, the rare, actually. Okay. You got the rare? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. What is the second of you? Okay. Got it. So what's happening? It's kind of like a, uh, I wonder if this is going to be, yeah, this is a movie. This is a movie. Okay. It's set in the past. Um, so let's say 
1200s or something. No, okay. no, no. We're setting in the French Revolution. French Revolution, okay. And it's the main character is the person who cuts the heads off with the guillotine. Okay, so, the guillotine person. Probably, yeah. probably man if you're talking yes, about Yes, the guillotine the, the man. The guillotine man, okay. Uh, the executioner, okay. if you will. Okay. And, uh, of course... Oh, I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> what did my car be? <laughs> and, uh, and he's doing his job, you know, cutting off heads left and right like you do in a revolution. And except then comes a, a noble lady yeah. around his age, of course, okay. who he's got to, like, he's got to chop her head off. It's been yeah. the orders. Um, and he's able to delay it, you know, through... But he's falling in love with her? He's falling in love with her. <laughs> okay. But he's supposed to chop her head off. What can they do? And it's a, you know, a star-crossed lover's film. Yeah. And in the end, they uh, they escape and run away together. It's okay. called Hangman. <laughs> are you buying it? Okay. Are you, are you funding this film? <laughs> okay, my film... Is an eco thriller. <laughs> so basically, what I'm trying to do is we're trying to show, you know, global warming's a thing. It's really hot yeah, topic, but yeah. there's deniers and stuff. So clearly, it's a movie where that people aren't, you know, the, the the polar ice caps are melting and stuff. So it takes place in Florida. Okay. Okay. And the idea is the Everglades, due to the melting ice cap, is starting to get more water and. The, the animals in the Everglade are sort of being affected by the weather change, yeah. and they're they're going a little bit crazy. And so, basically, it's a horror film where the, the, all the inhabitants of Florida have to deal with the fact that they're being attacked left and right by wild crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> An eco-thriller. <laughs> An eco-thriller. Eco nice. I think Elmer's got thriller, some money. But you learn something. Okay. <laughs> Um, mine is about mine is about a, a guy who um, gets into a lot of debt, okay. uh, and he decides that the best way to get himself out of debt is to um, play competitive Monopoly. Okay, that's, that's he's good. like he's like this okay. is you know because because so, something must happen to him. I'm yes, sure. well he was always very good at it as a kid, but it turns out that as an adult, amongst other adults, he is no longer good at the oh. game of Monopoly. Okay. So he gets involved with a ring of people who are like, hey, we can rig Monopoly they're, they're games. Monopoly riggers. Yes, they can fix Monopoly games, oh, and man. he's like, "Loaded dice." This is it, okay. exactly. Yeah, it's like you know, stacked, stacked, yeah. stacked chance cards. Uh, and he's like, so he gets it. involved with them, and then they like yeah. rig a couple of games for him, and he starts winning. But then he turns his back on them, so they turn him in, and he has to he has to go to jail. Uh, and and what's, you know, it, what's it called? Tone. It's called go to jail. <laughs> And atone for his sins. <laughs> so the best game for you guys is to figure out what the unstable card is before we finish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, so now we're going to have some Mad Libs. Okay. Um, all right. First, I need a place. A place? Yeah. How about a morgue? Ooh, I like it. <laughs> all right. Uh, now I need a noun. A noun. A uh, uh, liberty gibbet. Okay. Um, an adjective. An adjective. How about prehistoric? Wow, that is a great adjective. And another <laughs> noun. Uh, dirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, next I need a person. A person. How about a um, limousine driver? <laughs> I need another noun. Oh boy. You get all the nouns. I do get all the nouns. Um, You're about to get a noun. Acid, okay. acid rain. <laughs> I'm now I'm thinking about eco thrillers. All right, I need another noun. A kamikaze. Ooh, nice. Uh, I need an adjective. Bleak. Bleak. Wow. And Nothing's I need... funnier than bleak. 
<laughs> That's just hilarious. And I need an animal. An animal. How about a... What's a good animal? An armadillo. Ooh, nice. Great animal. Yeah. Uh, and I need an adjective. Cr uh, super crinkly. <laughs> Super, super, super hyphenated, hyphen, crinkly. 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 I have trouble with just one word. Yeah, I know. You, your magic words yesterday were all two words. Word magic words. All hyphenated. Stuffed, stuffed yeah. crust. Uh, I need an animal. Oh, another animal. Yeah. How about a stegosaurus? All right. Nice. Uh, a noun. I'm on noun. Well, I'm definitely just going to say stuffed crust. <laughs> yeah. Hyphenated. Uh, hyphenated. Crust. Yep. Uh, and I need another noun. Another noun. How about a... Um, a do-it-yourself home bottling kit. <laughs> what are you, what are do you bottling? It, Just anything? Do-it-yourself. Yeah. Okay. Do you can bottle whatever you want. <laughs> home <laughs> bottling <laughs> kit. So you wrote a bunch of and flavor wait, text. Marie, I, I need, need a place. <laughs> I need a, oh, a place. Uh, magic R&D. <laughs> okay. The like, pit. The pit. <laughs> you've you've written a bunch of flavor text, so we are now going to take yeah. all of your hard work and throw okay. it out the window. Out the window. All see, right. See which of these I actually wrote. Maybe some of these I actually wrote. So the first one is from Beast and Show. Okay. This is says we've not seen one of one of these on the podium for many seasons. Such magnificent posture and the perfect amount of telltale odor. Yeah, and these are these are that's that'll be the gnarled Beast and Show because yeah, so, right, yes, they're, they're, so very, they're varying cards. It's so cute. There are varying cards in the set. Thirteen cards have more than one version and in common there are four cards that have art versions and this is one of them so I beast like, and show is making fun of how we put beast on cards but it covers a whole wide range yeah, of them. Oh, very wide range. Oh, that's great. and then beast and show see it's, 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 there, it's like, like so show. cute i can't handle it this is people have asked what's the cutest card in unstable and as you may know gnarled pack is the cutest card of all time yeah and this being a gnarled on a card it is automatically yeah. the cutest card for unstable um this is about this is about to get really dark, though. Because okay. <laughs> the new flavor text reads, We've not seen one of these in the morgue for many seasons. Such magnificent liberty gibbet and the perfect amount of prehistoric dirt. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one works pretty well. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right, our next one I is... I should call Kelly. We can swap yeah, it out. Yeah, prehistoric dirt. <laughs> works for a gnarlet. We'll get a promo version. Um, okay. This one is uh, one of the variants of Novelemental. Uh, so Novelemental is another card that has four versions. Yeah. We're uh, making it, work, it, has, it has flavor text um, that, that, is, that tells a story. Yeah. Because it's a novella. Uh, so this this one is the one that says my grandmother had sold That's the, the rest one. of her jewelry long ago, but she left a particular necklace in my care, a golden chain bearing a raven-shaped charm. Um, <laughs> so by the way, do you know what happens? In the, have you guys read this novella? Do you know the little pieces? What happens? No. No. The, the person ends up turning into a storm crow. <gasps> nice. Cool. Anyway, I, I, I didn't mean to ruin it. I didn't mean to ruin Novelmental for you. <laughs> We've ruined some Star Wars. <laughs> this is on the scale of ruining episode five. I haven't gotten to the fourth Novelmental yet. What are you doing? Um, all right. My little. Rosebud's a sled. It's a sled. <laughs> oh my god. He's dead the whole time. <laughs> it's a man. He's a man. <laughs> How many, how many movies can just ruin it? He's in his imagination. He's not a real person. He's the usual suspect. This is like when we had Dorothy gets home. 30 seconds to explain modern decks. Now it's like ruin every movie in 30 seconds. In one line. Go, 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 go. 
Okay, go ahead, sorry. Do the next one. I was going to try and ruin an M. Night Shyamalan, but then I realized that they're usually already just ruined. He's the last airbender! <laughs> oh, wait, I suppose I did spoil Sixth Sense. Okay, never mind. Continue. I did yeah, you I spoiled Sixth yeah. Sense. Yeah. Wait, no, you spoiled I did, that one. Yeah. Which one did I spoil? Spoiled Fight Club. Oh, okay, Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, my limo driver had sold the rest of her acid rain long ago, <laughs> but she left a particular kamikaze in my care, a bleak chain bearing an armadillo-shaped charm. Ooh, Ooh. I would read that book. That's, yeah. that's a movie pitch right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's called Armadillo. <laughs> my limo driver had sold the rest of her jewelry. <laughs> All right. Okay, what's the last one? Our last one is Ooh. Steel Squirrel. Oh, Steel Squirrel. Question, where does a mechanical squirrel hide its nuts? Answer, in a bolt hole. See, there's a pun. Uh, question, where does a super crinkly stegosaurus hide its <laughs> stuffed crust pizza? <laughs> <laughs> where does it hide it? <laughs> Answer, in a do-it-yourself home bottling kit in Magic R&D. <laughs> I love jokes that don't make any sense, so that just, that well, works Arnie for does me. a lot of home bottling, I don't know if people know that. Where <laughs> does a stegosaurus hide its stuffed crust In a home bottling kit, don't you get in it? magic currency? No, paleontologists have been trying to figure this out for years. <laughs> jokes! <laughs> jokes! All right, that is our that is our Flavor Text Theater. Yeah, a for, big uh, thank you to Mark Rosewater for coming yeah, on oh, Magic the Amateuring. Yeah, who knew? We, we started off as a little podcast recorded yeah. in a kitchen, and now we are sitting here with the man, the myth, the magic himself, <laughs> Mark Rosewater. Well, it was great being on the show. It was fun. If you guys oh. live a little close to me, I'd be on more. Yeah, <laughs> we could play, play movie all pictures right. all the time and be legit. Next time I'm on, we'll do more movie pictures. Okay, great, okay. great, great. Perfect. Perfect. Yours was, I mean, it's getting made. Al Gore called. It's already. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Al Gore financed it. It's, uh, it's like half documentary, half half uh, eco thriller. So. Wild there crocodile. <laughs> Perfect. A big thank you once again to our patrons on Patreon.com/slash/MTACast and CardKingdom.com/slash/MTACast, which is the link to use if you want to buy uh, some unstable. Obviously, you can buy this the Fire beautiful. Stable. Lands. You can uh, just buy boxes to draft with your friends. I highly recommend trying to get a group together. Even if it's just six, you can do a team draft and play Unstable, especially over the holidays. Like, this is a great, great game for, like, your buddies if you're going home and seeing some of your high school buddies who play. Half-shark, kind of half-alligator. Look at that. Oh, That's a movie right there. <laughs>